Dr. Leonard Sachs is a medical doctor who's written several books, one of which is The Collapse of Parenting. And in the book, he presents this sociological data and says, what is the number one indicator that a child will grow up to be happy? Well, he presents the data that it's not your IQ or your GPA. It's not based on your physical appearance or your personality. It's not about your ability to be open-minded or your creativity. The number one indicator that you will grow up and find happiness in life is self-control, the virtue of temperance, the ability to delay gratification. Have you ever seen the marshmallow test? So the University of Stanford basically presents the same data about the importance of self-control. They've published this study, the marshmallow test, in a book, but rather than reading the book, I encourage you to go on YouTube and watch these videos. They're kind of funny. So the marshmallow test involves placing a little child in a room. They sit the child down at a table, and they put a marshmallow on the table, and they tell the child, okay, you can eat this marshmallow now, or if you wait until we get back about 10 minutes, we'll give you two marshmallows, and then they leave the room. And it's really funny watching these little kids whether they can delay gratification and not eat the marshmallow. Some pick it up and begin to smell it. Some lick the marshmallow. Some pick off little pieces hoping they won't be noticed. One little girl, as soon as they left the room, she grabbed the marshmallow and stuffed it in her face. Can we practice self-control? And why is this virtue of temperance so important for happiness? Well, think about it. If I don't have control over my use of food or alcohol or over my sexuality, I can easily fall into slavery and bondage to my passions. Think of how many people today are in bondage in the opioid addiction. Or just look at the statistics of how many people are enslaved to the dark side of the internet. The virtue of temperance is foundational to finding freedom and happiness in life. Now, the gospel presents two roads. Jesus is presenting the way to happiness and blessedness and the road to woe and misery. The way to happiness is really this road of not looking for our comfort in this world, but to delay gratification for something greater, something more. Let's look first at the road to misery. Jesus says, woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are filled now. Woe to you who laugh now. Think of the word now. Woe to you if you're seeking instant gratification in this world here and now. Woe to you if you're looking for your happiness in the world. Now, what's the path to happiness? To delay gratification because there's something better than this world. Blessed, Jesus says, are you who are poor. Blessed are the hungry. Blessed are you who mourn. Blessed are you who are persecuted. Okay, let's face it. This sounds like a really strange way to happiness and blessedness. I mean, how many of us honestly would say, yeah, I feel happy when I'm poor, hungry, persecuted, and mourning. This is very countercultural. I love Bishop Barron's homily on this. He says, Jesus is showing us that the way to happiness is found in God alone. It's not found in gratifying ourselves in the world. Here's the way he explains it. 
Blessed are you who are poor. What is Jesus saying? Blessed are you if you're not addicted to the material things of the world. Blessed are you if you're not looking for your happiness and having things. Blessed are you who are hungry. What's Jesus saying? Blessed are you if you're not addicted to food and drink. I mean, I go through this every Christmas. I indulge in all the Christmas goodies, and then I start feeling gross. I feel mediocre. I start to feel this malaise setting in when I'm snacking too much or eating too many sweets. This is the road really to misery. Blessed are you who mourn. What is Jesus saying? Blessed are you if you're not addicted to chasing after the latest feel-good or the momentary high. Let's face it. How many of us, when we have free time, we're constantly looking for stimulation? We're constantly looking for distraction. Blessed are you if you're not caught up in all that, if you don't have to constantly be doing something. Blessed are you if you're persecuted. What is Jesus saying? Blessed are you if you're not caught up in worrying constantly about what other people think about you. I mean, think of social media today. Blessed are you if you're not caught up in constantly wanting to be noticed and liked and, and being recognized. Blessed are you if you're not addicted to having the esteem of others. If we look for our validation in the minds of other people, we're going to kind of live on this emotional roller coaster, feeling good when people notice us and feeling bad when we're overlooked. We have to live in the truth that our value and worth comes from God, that we are his beloved children. There are two paths, one to woe, misery, and one to blessedness and happiness. The path to true happiness means we have to practice self-denial, self-control. We can't cling to the world and look for our fulfillment there. No, the world isn't bad. Money's not bad. Things aren't bad. But the Bible says it's the love of money that's bad. It's the love of things, this disordered attachment to things that's bad. It's when we make the world an end in itself and look for our fulfillment there that we find misery. One spiritual writer said that Jesus most shows the Beatitudes and lives them on the cross. Think of the crucified Lord. Blessed are you who are poor. Jesus was stripped of everything. Blessed are you who are hungry. Jesus was hungry and thirsted from the cross. Blessed are you who are sorrowful. Jesus was devoid of any sensual pleasure on the cross. Blessed are you who are persecuted. Jesus was nailed to the cross for our sake. This is the image of the Beatitudes. And Jesus invites us, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. In other words, he's saying the way to live the Beatitudes is through self-denial and taking up the cross. We cannot have Christianity without the cross. We can't find resurrection and life without first going through the cross in our own self-denial. Now, look, Lent is coming up. Plan ahead. I still hear people today who say, oh, it's old school to give up something for Lent. No, this is the path to happiness. We have to gain this virtue of self-control and temperance, and it's only gained through practice. We have to practice this in order to find true freedom and happiness. Jesus is telling us, look, if you delay gratification, if you follow the way of Beatitudes, you're going to find something more. You'll be given the kingdom of God. 
You will be satisfied. You will laugh. You will leap for joy, for your reward will be great in heaven.